She's thick. She was thick. When she, when I see her walk through, she had her width. Her hips were wide as fuck. But she had real pretty clothes. I'm like, and she like, she sneezed. I'm like, bless you. She's like, oh, thank you. She kept giving me the eye. And I'm like, this guy with a fucking beard. Remember when I said something about the beard? This and that. Oh, man. Would you sit she down her, hips were, have, her hips were trying to touch this. And she went, I'm out. Would you sit down right now? Have her suck her thumb, too. Will you sit the fuck down right here? Sit, sit on over I here on this side. This. On this I'm side. Gonna, I'm just gonna listen. On this side. No, your run is hot. Hey, just roll with it. Yeah. Hey. That's what I do. He's off. Dip. Was it something? <laughs> Dip. Dug. Dodge and dive. You can dodge a wrench if you dodge a dodge ball. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Shout. <laughs> sit down. Here's all in the wheelchair throwing the wrenches. Wow. Apple's never seen Tower Day tonight. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, ready? <coughs> <coughs> Dad, I'm gonna need you to stop Dad. laughing over there. <laughs> Dad's in the back. <laughs> hey, these are not prescription. Those are prescription. Wait, how are you how are you presenting this? How am I presenting this? Well, we're already recording. <laughs> <laughs> You have to help me and Dad edit this video and make a Hey, we're in a podcast right now. Oh, hey. We're recording a podcast. Oh, well, sorry. No joke. You got this. This fucking video will make you crack the hell up. We laughed and laughed. These guys, it's a true video your dad took today down at the fishing. Oh, I've seen them fighting. Fucking funny. They were dueling. With the with the fishing poles, yes, they're having they're, a duel. Like serious oh, fight, yeah. old men fighting. A duel. One dude almost fell in the water. Oh my god! So they they were dueling. You'll see it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> He's all. I was fine until you had to fucking say but something. Hey Ashley, I think you should when they go to hit this. When they go to, you you gotta do it. Don't get me. Okay. Well, anyways, we gotta we gotta we're two minutes in. Hello. Hi. It's Ashley. And Ashlyn. And this is Ash's Unfiltered. Clearly. As you know. Episode 32. <laughs> 32 is season 2. Hey, 32 is a good number. Yeah, it is. I'm Donald, by the way. You were. For- for you um, listeners. Yes, Donald. <laughs> no, Donald's our second guest. Yeah. I don't know what's going on This right is now. our cousin. This We also have guests. In the So-called. Yeah, my mom and dad are here. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you must know, I'm drunk. But what's new? <laughs> so is Donald. Damn, ride me out. Hey, don't do anything with Ashlyn. But hey, Donald, come out the bushes. We're caught. Anyways, we're in Alaska. Alaska. We're in Homer. Homer, Alaska. Alaska. Have we're you ever heard of that? It's midnight. We're actually. Fly outside. Wait, stop. Yeah. Wait a minute. Have you ever heard of Homer, Alaska before we came here? No. I have. Never. I've been here twice. I don't give a fuck where you Okay. <laughs> I'm asking. Really? I never knew this place existed. Can we talk about how we got here, though? A plane, obviously. No. I know. Let's skip that. No. We gotta talk about how we got here and our experience. Oh. Okay. More like my parents' experience. I flew by myself. Oh. Yeah, let's talk about the parents' experience. Mom and dad missed the flight. We made it here fine. Ours was like smooth sailing. Mom and dad missed two planes. These would probably be better. Yeah. The first time, Reno Airport. 
we go and check in, you know, check our bags in. They were good. Nobody they gets, need my dad's and mom and dad's ID for their bags. Yes. Ooh, yeah. She, they give them to them, right? The lady gives them back both back to my mom. Yep. She puts them in her purse. We were there. I, I came to meet you guys. Yeah. Sat there for a good maybe 20 minutes while the women smoked. And um, then we went to TSA. I got through TSA. I was probably the first one to get through. You were the first. And I, I was, was trying. I was like, where's Ash? Sure. Like, like our, our flight left You're at gone. what time? Our flight left at 2.15, I think. Wait, to chime into that, I was already in LA. Yeah, Ashley took a separate flight because obviously a few episodes back, we you know we realized that she didn't buy her flight on time with us. So <laughs> I was in LA already. LA, which was nice. Probably so I, I get through TSA and I'm, I'm going to wait, but they're taking forever. Randy's getting patted down. Mom's, you know, I don't know what she's doing. I'm worried about Randy, so I'm staring at her just ready to get pissed off. I was going to go say hi to Michaela because she was also at the airport, so I was going to go find her. Beautiful Michaela. She listens, oh. so. Okay. <laughs> but God will wipe you up. No. Okay. Anyways. Oh, right. Don't so. get me started. I'll, I will hold my tongue, Ashlyn. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um. So I go to. So I realized that we're boarding, and uh, I thought we left at around two thirty, but no, we leave at two fifteen. It's a good maybe two o five. This is what we do. We put two sandwiches so. and two bags of chips in each bag. Um, God damn it. Let her, let her talk. Um, so I go. I'm like, I'm leaving everyone. I go to the, get to the gate, and it's like 2.10. And the lady's like, are you a part of the people at the party of eight? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, where is everyone else? And I was like, shoot, beats me, you know. I think Donna called me. I called Tanya, and she's like, oh, we're stopping at McDonald's. I'm like, you have no time. Like, she's all beats to me. And then, and then I get on the phone with Donald, and he's like, do they have Red Bulls around here? I'm like, you don't have time for a Red Bull. And I did. I he managed got, to get one, though. Yeah. I was running. I was like, yeah. I'm trying so, to stick with Ashlyn. So me and Donald make it onto the plane, right? And I'm like, well, I don't know. They're coming. And then turns out my dad can't find his ID. Trying to go through security. Can't find his ID. Wigging out. And remember when we first got there, I was like, hey, Mike, they need your ID at the counter. Yes. He's like, here it is. I'm like, no, you got to be the one to bring it. Yeah. Like, it's not, that's not me on the ID. And I blame on the wife. <laughs> um, so anyways, Tanya and Curtis finally get on the plane. So we're like, okay, cool. Mandy ran up. Uh, Mandy and... <laughs> Randy and no. Amanda. So catch this though. So your mom, hashtag Linda, is standing there. <laughs> as she got through, she's looking through her purse like, oh yeah, Mike's ID, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she's looking through her purse at some lotion and this and that. I'm like, the whole time is right there. She probably just oh, yeah, the kicked ID it to the side. Purse, kicked it to the side. The whole time. They were probably minutes late. Two missed flights later. And that's why I've been no, on the wife. I've been on the wife. Oh. Yeah. They get another flight to Phoenix. We had a three hour, three hour layover in Phoenix. Um, then they, their work flight takes off at, no, our flight boards at 7.31, their flight from Phoenix, or from Reno to Phoenix is supposed to land at 7.30. We, we quit boarding at 7.50. Their flight gets in late at 7.45. So they're running from gate D to gate A, the furthest from each other in the whole the airport. Gates. The furthest, furthest gates. The furthest, furthest you could ever run in yes. an effing airport furthest. No, yes. you, you can say fuck on there. <laughs> so they're booking it to the gate, right? Booking well, it. For old people. Me and, <laughs> and yeah. She got little legs. I just picture her little legs just going like, <laughs> like you know. Carry on, carry on. Like the Roadrunner. My jacket, my big ass fucking jacket. You see how the, the Roadrunner's like. <laughs> her 30 pound jacket. 
Roadrunner trail. Boom. <laughs> we're going to Alaska, so I gotta have the jacket. Yeah. So they're and running. They're it. running. Me, Donald, and Brian were all trying to stall the people at the gate. Brian even. Remember and just thank, tell them that I almost died. No, you can tell him it's recorded. He literally, he almost <laughs> I lost, I, it was like fish out of water. <laughs> he had no oxygen. I had no oxygen left. I had to stop and think I'm going to live, right? Because they've been heavy smokers for 15 years. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> you just had to add that. telling the truth. I do spin class just fine, thank you. <laughs> so, I just can't run through an Me and Brian were trying to stall the lady at the gate. They only Brian had a bike. turns off his cell phone because that's where his ticket was. He turned it off. To, uh, and acted like he was going to, you know, yeah. scan it. He and tried to stall him. Oh, yeah. my phone's off. Well, let me turn back on. And the lady's like, give me your ID. I'll print you a ticket. Like, she didn't even give him an option to and stall. And fuck them off. And she was we like, tried. And I was like, please, my parents are coming from gate D. They're on their way here right now. Please, hey. please, just a couple more seconds. Keep in mind, and Ashley was our, I was in Phoenix yeah, watching no. this happen. No, you were not there. I couldn't help. You were not in Phoenix. I mean, in Phoenix. L.A. Exactly. Yeah, we we all know who she met. So, but sorry. she they were gonna close the door. I mean, Ashley. No, for sure. This lady's like, oh, the gate closes in fifty seconds, and I was like, please, just a little tiny said, bit longer, please. And she's like, it closes in fifty seconds, and not even ten seconds later, she. Literally like five seconds. No, that's what I said. Not even so, ten seconds later, she closes the door. She was so, so rude. I felt like she was gonna close us so in. So can we say if we would have fucking kept bullshitting with her, she would have. Fuck would've... American Airlines. Don't ever fly yeah. American Airlines. Oh, that's that's all right. Tell, tell him what happened when Dad got to the Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> oh, just... yes. About the other guy? Right. Yeah, yes. so like I said, this lady was extremely rude. Donald was saying it felt like she was pushing us onto the... I feel like if we want to move out of the way, she would have slammed one of her fucking oh, yeah. arms sure or legs in the I'm fucking sh- door. I'm sure she would have I'm like, bitch, you just me. slammed me in the door. She was awful. Sorry, I'm buzzed too. But... <laughs> But apparently there was another guy there that had missed yeah. his flight. By barely three minutes. I don't even know if it was that long. I, I really wish I knew when you guys got to the gate because I'm sure it was seconds later. It right. had the to be. Was still there. The it had was to be. Still oh, no, we were, we're, we we'll get there. We we'll get there. It was still hooked hey. up to the walkway. No, the pilot's like, hey, we're we're. Yeah, I was watching it do this. It, it was. After I was there she wouldn't even wait. She wouldn't even wait. You don't even know, like. We're we're in midair and the pilot's like, yeah, we're ahead of schedule. I'm like, and I yelled out loud. I said, yeah, if you would have waited two minutes later, my mom's over there like, Donald, don't say that. I was like, yeah, thanks for waiting. I was like, I was I was like saying like, hey, my my grandma, she's 90 years old. This probably is her last trip, and you guys couldn't wait two minutes. But it, you know, my grandmas are dead. I was just trying to, you know, church it up, trying to think of something. No, as we were walking off the plane, he goes, two minutes, my grandma would have made it. Yeah, this is her last trip. She ain't going to make another one. That's oh, that's classic. all right. On the first one we missed, we told her that our child was on that plane. She and she said, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. Damn. She didn't even ask how old Damn, our child ruthless. was. Damn, They are ruthless. I feel like they're yeah. the bottom. Airlines hates children. I, no, I just feel like they're the bottom. American of, Airlines fucking hates everything. They're bottom tone pole. <laughs> There's, hey, is there any more donuts? There's like two left. Probably nine. No. <laughs> Damn. So, but, so Dad, tell, tell him what happened with that guy. Long story short, we get up there and see a look. guy arguing. Excuse me, I got a donut in my mouth. It's fine. I'm arguing, and when I get up there, he's going off on her, and he says 
the the c word right in her face, <laughs> and I'm she looking and I'm looking okay. over like, oh my god, don't start until we can't finish. Dude. We need to get on this plane. But I didn't say that. So anyway, he he says that he says that big c word a couple more times, and, yeah. can't and I can't understand I, normal thinking. Yeah, and I said I look at him. And, I said, and she comes over here to her computer, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, ma'am, I said, please, for love of God, just let us on the plane. I beg you. I beg. I don't know this guy. I just want to get over the plane with my family. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, but what she do to the guys? Okay, so then okay, the guy starts right up again. Right after I was, we seen I, him. We seen him pissed off. Was we were trying to fucking. I gave up. It wasn't him. I gave up. Yeah, I knew at this point. I'm, 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 I gave up. I knew I wasn't getting on a plane. And so she takes his ticket right in front of his face and makes sure he sees it, and she just rips it right in half in front of his face. <laughs> that dude lost it again. No way. I didn't know they ripped it out. Right in front of his face. She made sure he seen it, and she went like that. I wish they would. I wish they fuck. Oh, I wish they didn't, because I wouldn't. Oh, I don't want to go jump punching a bitch in the face. Because I'm not hitting a woman. Oh my god. Please don't put me in that predicament. I would be so. She was heartless. She was heartless. Oh, I was, was so mean. I had tears out. in my eyes, and I was like, please just oh, wait. Please. I felt bad. The second like, flight they've missed, please just wait. The second one, I was like, like, I felt so bad. Like, you know what? They could have waited because that plane was on schedule. It was a heavy And it was the last plane of the night. Yeah. Hey, but I'm, yeah, uh, I have a confession. How can you be? I have You're a confession, people. Didn't you call and ask people. the captain, hey, can we let them on? Yep. Didn't even make an attempt to call anybody in the And you know damn well. I know that. I have a confession, I sat very LA, well with you guys I going. I heard people in LA calling passengers seven to eight times. Yeah, yeah right. see, and they didn't and even call for you guys. And I've been on planes before. I've been on planes before that have done that. Okay. Maybe. She did call Party of Eight, I'm pretty sure. But, um, what, Southwest? Just a heart, a little bit of a heart. You, they no, let no. you in the front seat to let she you was on the Delta. Lady. No, how about just a tad bit of heart? I don't need who did you fly second? Yeah, who did you fly second? Southwest. Because they put you in the front yes. seat. Southwest. So I always fly Southwest. Yeah. Southwest is cool. He priority medical boarding. She was so good. So kind. And I literally, I'm going to tell you right now, here first on the podcast, I always, 100%, I have the Southwest app. I always book yeah. Southwest first. Yeah, you have two free Southwest. check backs. Like, they love you at Southwest. See? Yeah, they treat, yeah. Fly Southwest. Fly Southwest. They have, a, a, they have a little I, bit of heart. Like, I, I would, do. I've I been on flights over there, like, calling people. You're going to miss your flight. Alaskan was the same way. No, ruthless. Ruthless. They were calling no, people wow. before they even boarded my flight. Okay, Alaska. I'm like talking about American Rufus. Yeah. Yeah. American? I'd, I'd fly Spirit ever. before yeah. I fly American. Honestly. Yeah. I'll fly Frontier before I do that again. Thank yeah. yeah. you. And they will probably call you because they're poor. That's what I'm saying. The okay. American Ruthless. I've never been on top place of like two that. flights, their luggage got lost for days with a handgun in it. With a gun. Yeah. So it up, look, it ended up in Chicago. If you haven't heard enough of our podcast to know that we're from some redneck motherfucking family. Hey, hey, come on. Think, I don't think we're redneck. We're at not redneck. redneck. We're not redneck. No. Literally. I'm sorry, all. but we carry handguns in our baggage to Alaska. Hey, dogs carry that's handguns. We're guns. Hey. Bullshit. I'm sorry. I literally never ever seen my dad with a handgun any other time. We went on hikes, but we haven't really went on hikes. Ashley. So. Yeah. That's the only reason why. I don't want to hear it. 
Whatever. I don't know if we're redneck. Like, we're our family's from California. Like, we're all, we're from the L.A. How can we be rednecks? Because we're, we're, we're redneck exercising Second Amendment right. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, American, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big ass pizza. <laughs> There's what is it? 28 inches around. 28 inches. Big old tire. Pizza. Yeah. Like, it's literally so huge. They had to take it to the back door. Because it was a 26 inch door, and that's a 30 inch door in the back. Yeah. We had to take it to the back door. I could have made it fit just by a little angle, but. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, why didn't they just turn it? But. Yeah. I would have just been quick with it, like, boom, yeah. Quick. Yeah. Wouldn't even known it. It wouldn't even known it was straight up and down. You wouldn't have known it was straight away from me. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I wouldn't give you an extra. So, anyways, on the plane, they were like, so at so um Linda and Mike missed their plane, so there's like these open seats. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, Ash is like, why don't you sit over here? I'm like, why not? They missed the plane, right? So the guy comes up, and oh man, I felt like I was being interrogated. So anyways, like. Where's your seat? I'm trying to explain to him this <laughs> the and situation, that. You know? Yeah, I'm like, hey, we had two that missed their flight, so I'm gonna sit over here. No, I need to see your boarding pass. Where's your seat at? Like, uh, yeah, it's over there. So I get up, I get up to move, cause I was like, all right, this guy's gonna give me attitude. I'm not even gonna go down that street. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a, uh, he's a bitch. I'm like, if I, get, if I, if I get any more, you know, my voice changes anymore, you know. I get, you know, anyway. I'm going to pause you right there for a minute. No. Hold that thought because I want to know why why, <laughs> not, why none of you would actually pull out your phones and record it. Well, because it really wasn't that big of a deal and it happened no, but so it's, 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 But no, it is. Sorry, big. we were just bummed out that you missed the flight. Yeah, I was so okay, but Sorry to pull my phone. But we could have proved what a bitch she was. But she it happened so quickly. I couldn't take it. Was so I wasn't quick. there. It was so quick. I would have done it for you. Like, please, please, with my phone in her face. You do she it every time. Extra I would have done Good. it. Good. We weren't getting anywhere anyway. <laughs> well, you never know. Well, you know what? Yeah, when you were trying to be nice and she was a bitch, then you knew. There was a dude, but he was a bitch. Oh, the one, the stewardess okay. that he's talking about. Stewardess is... So anyways, right? I would have done it. I would have done it. Right. Let me fucking say that. Okay. Trust me. Trust me. I was getting loud. My mom's over there like, Donald, because she knows I'll yeah, fuck. I don't give a fuck, man. I'm no filter, Randy, nothing. Uh, Randy and... Probably. We didn't say it went through the front. You know what? What are you talking about? Randy. <laughs> he said Randy. I can't she say their name. Amanda. Amanda. Amanda and Randy. It's called Randa. Randa. Yeah, their ship name is Randa. I don't even know the Randa 28-inch pizza. Man, yeah, I, I that's that's like, yeah, it's hard to miss a 28-inch pizza in front of us. Honestly, it's good too. Like, that's the best. You call that? Hey, and they're all about. <laughs> hey, they're all about. Well, not anymore. Oh, that hey. looks like fucking four inches. Hey, this is funny. Fat olives, wow. Homer, Alaska. Are you alright down there? Fat olives, Homer, Alaska. That's the restaurant. In case anyone wants. They're all about giving you fucking the. The paper straws and snap, but oh God, that was yet they give you a pizza that probably took two trees to build. <laughs> <laughs> a pizza box, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> we're gonna give you this this paper straw, but here you go. It's a giant freaking box. You know, once we took down these trees, they built a casino. <laughs> you know, all about the environment. But anyways, can I get back to this guy being like? Mom's, rude. mom's doing the dishes at the back. So, <laughs> so I get up. Mom! What? Fucking chill out with the dishes. I have to get them done 
as I can go to bed, I gotta get up at four o'clock in the morning to go on a fishing boat. Okay, well, four o'clock is coming soon. You better get to bed. Are you gonna do Le the dishes for me? Probably. I've done on the past two days. Leave them there. That ain't nothing. I ain't packing the lunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got my own. Kit. Hey, my fishing trip, I packed Red Bulls and Gatorade. <laughs> I, took, I took some chips. But that's oh, about I packed Jack Daniels. That's the most important part. <laughs> Jack Daniels. That's the most. Most important part. Most, 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 most important part. For real. There's a lot of shit in there. Is it my turn? Hey, I think you can give these to the homeless people. They can make a big house with these. He said the homeless okay. can make a big house with this box. No, literally, you could put this You could put this pizza box up and down and it'd be a tent. It'd be a tent. You could sleep under that. Or at least a dog could. Literally, that's a bigger pillow than I have in my bed in Alaska yeah, right now. That would be a ridiculously okay. large pillow. That would be unnecessary, right. honestly. Yeah. My three-year-old son could fit on yeah, this get over. If you had a pillow that big, I'd be like, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you Should I lay my head on it? Hey, listen. Uh, would you like to, when you're done with this this special broadcast in Alaska, Homer, Alaska? Yeah. I would like you to look at that video. That will go viral. Okay. Oh, the old man that yeah. it, yeah. dude. Yeah, because I want you to edit yeah. and everything. But you got to do that. That was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's on my TikTok. Are you doing it? Yes. <laughs> Ashley, you're doing it too fast. Stop. You're not telling me when. Okay. Just follow me. No, go down. Tell us when. It doesn't even look like a pizza because the pizza's devoured. <laughs> yeah. We're hungry. Okay. That I'm sorry that you've dealt with 21 minutes of us being stupid as Yeah, fun. and rambling. I wonder how it sounds. But... Okay, stop. Let's restart. Let's Wait. talk about where we've been in the last week leading up to Alaska. Okay. In the last few Wait, weeks. Wait, I've been sitting here been patiently. Oh, we haven't recorded since like the 14th of May. Yeah, so there's a lot it's has been happened. Almost a month. So the last episode that you heard, Tim was here, which is my best friend from Chicago. My best friend, the person I love the Chicago. most in my life, who Chicago. has like been there for me through everything. Like Dude. the most amazing. He was here last. He was our first podcast guest. Yes. Where have I been? Um, let's talk about it. Sorry. I, lost, I, lost I want a redemption my job. on this. I lost my job. We have time. You gotta say that. So I lost my job in the last few weeks. I Literally just, last week, the day before we left. Literally, it's been four Wednesday. days. Wednesday the second. I June lost second. my job. And honestly, like, I don't even want to get too deep into it because you know what? This is what I say. The company that I worked for was garbage. Mm. It treated me like garbage. Like, I worked all the time. Yeah. I was depressed. I was crying all the time. Like... And it's just not a good company. It's not. It's not a good company. Things, but let's put it out there. They let's were. Put it out there. There were people that were doing drugs at, at their, their desk. desk. They were drinking all the time, like on the job. It it's, just, a it's a bunch. Just a bunch. Of, a company of retired frat boys. That's, a, that's literally all like UNR, University of Nevada, wow. Reno, washed wow. up college athletes. And this is what right. I'll say. It still think there's somebody. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Still yes. think they're somebody. Because they have get money. All, get all of myself. Get all of myself. Yeah. And this is what I'll say. Like, I've never been accepted by those kind of people. You've seen, as you can see, the rebrand took place. Mm-hmm. That's an actual photograph of me and Ashlyn. Yeah. That is what we look like. Yes. So That is who we are. Like, I am not a girl that has... A, I was very athletic in high school. I was very, like... I would say I was a part of the popular group of kids. And I was, I was a cheerleader, too. like... We were popular, but I yeah. never felt like that was who I was. No, and as I think a growing person. up in a small town, whenever you're in the, I hate, I say this in quotes because I really hate the word popular. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like whenever you're like that in a small town, it's not the same as a as a big school. No, it's all. not. It's and you not. would know because you went yeah. to a big school. You also went to Carson High. Yeah. I did. I went to I went big school, to and I also went back to the small town yeah. my yeah. senior year, and it was it's you know different. Was, it's a different world. Yeah, it's like you it's, go from a big a big school and like. You know, yeah, I'm not saying I was unpopular, but like, and See, then I went back, it. you know what I mean? Yeah, I had yeah. to say it, you know what I mean? But I went back to this, and I was just like, you yeah, know, to the I top of the food chain. Yeah. And it's like, and you know. I, I really don't think that being popular in a small town is really that important because I feel like we're all friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we're friends with everyone. It's and we all hate like every- each other at a similar time, too. Like, we all go through phases. But I think what the thing was is, like, I went to a really big school at one point in time, and I was, like, I was never considered in all my life, I was never considered, like, an unpopular person. But I told Ash at the same time, like, I never went to school in any part of my life of going to a 4A school and going to a 1A high school. Like, Mm -hmm. Mineral County High School was a 1A high school. I went to Carson High School, and that was a 4A, top of the food chain school and i made it to state in in swimming in swimming like i was fucking phenomenal in sports but that didn't mean anything to me like no you didn't take it with you and no you didn't, like make that your never. entire personality trait you and then I mean? and i told ash i said once i started working with these people who this was their personality i said this is never who I was or who I am like I've never dated a guy who was a 4A athlete I've never like that was never what I was looking for in my life and to be around a multitude of people who that was so important to them was like who they were with Mm -hmm. and like who they were to the outside world it was very odd to me and I'm, I never had the intention of fitting in I just go to work to do a good job and yeah. to be a good person and to do well at my job. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a few weekends before, I think I'd mentioned on the podcast when when Tim was here that I was just literally bawling in the middle of a bar. Yeah, because she was stressed out about work. I was getting phone calls at like 1 o'clock at night for morning, work. Yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was so drunk, I couldn't even fucking function. And it's like, if I go to work on Monday and I don't take care of what's going on right now, I'll be in trouble. Yeah. And I will get punished for this. Like, I can't. And as everybody knows, I'm raising a two-and-a-half-year-old son completely by yeah. myself. Yeah. And I can't even go to the bar and, like, be who I am because mm-hmm. I'm so worried about work like this. So, basically, they forced me into quitting my job. And when, when you hear people say that, it's like, oh, that's an excuse. But basically they told me, like, I wasn't allowed to... So, let's break it down. Friday morning. I Thursday night I had dropped my son off because I knew we were going on vacation. And 
I woke up that morning super early. I was ready to go to work. And I just, I didn't have any feeling that that day was going to be a bad day. None. Hmm. Usually I have gut feelings when something is going to go wrong. And I had just no feeling in my soul that things were going to go bad that day. I got into work at like 5.30 in the morning, which is an hour and a half earlier than I'm supposed to. And I was working. I talked to a few coworkers. I let them know that I put in for a transfer within the job, that I was ready to go to a different department department of the job because I just couldn't handle the department I was in. And, um, they had given me a really hard time for the beginning of me asking to move departments and divisions. I said, I'm not comfortable with the work, with the people that work in this division. They make me feel uncomfortable. I feel too pressured. Like I just need to go somewhere where it's a little easier for me. You know, I'm raising a kid by myself. I'm trying to, to balance the part of being A full-time worker, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with working hard. There's no issue with that. But I'm also trying to be a full-time single mom to a son. Like, I don't give a fuck who says they know what that's like. You don't fucking know what that's like to raise a kid on your own. Like, fuck you. So, so basically they put me in this meeting after I got, I came in that morning. I had the senior LSE, which is like the senior management of my team. They yelled at me and it was like, you don't give a fuck about anybody's livelihood. You don't, first of all, you don't have a kid that you're raising by yourself. You don't know who's, I give a fuck about everybody's livelihood because my livelihood is the most important to me. I'm raising a three-year-old son by myself. You're not. So he was screaming at me in front of like 52 people in the office. And they pulled me into a a meeting that I requested not to have because it made me feel uncomfortable. I requested through email. I'm not comfortable with this. I have it in writing. And he basically said, like, oh, well, you're being forced to have this meeting. And he told me I could go back to training, the training which I had already graduated. I talked about it on this podcast. Or I could quit the job. Hmm. So in this whole morning, I'd already been yelled at, downgraded, talked bad about, and you're telling me I can either go back and lose all my money financially, like be dependent off $1,100 a month, and my fucking rent is over $1,300 a month. So I could be dependent off $1,100 a month for the next three months because that's how long. Bi-weekly, she means. Bi-weekly. Not a month. Yeah, bi-weekly. So I could barely make it to pay my bills for the last... Since I moved back to Reno. Since I talked about it. That's all I've made. I barely can fucking make it, dude. And I've been working my ass off. And crying, not to mention. Or I could quit the job. And I was feeling so overwhelmed at the time. I just kept telling him, like, I'm feeling so overwhelmed. I don't know what to say. I feel like I've told you all my reasonings for wanting to move departments and you're not listening to me. You've made up your mind. I don't know what to fucking say or what to do. Like, I'm feeling so overwhelmed. I just need a minute. And I went and grabbed all my stuff except for my laptop, which I left on my desk to indicate that I would be coming back to work. And they asked me for my key card. And basically, that was the end. Like, I can't come back. And they told me that I voluntarily quit and walked out of my job. Yeah. And I just don't have an argument at this point. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I mean, 
you didn't want to work there anyways, and I don't think it was a good place for you, so it was a blessing in disguise, so. You'll be fine. You'll find another job. If anyone knows of anyone hiring, let, let us, us know. know. <laughs> I think it's scary. Because yeah. as someone who is raising yeah. a child by themselves, yes, yeah. I, I don't imagine. I don't want to fail him. Oh yeah, for sure. Like he means more to me than I mean to. I don't give a fuck about myself. If he wasn't alive, I would have offed myself a long time ago. So let's just fucking make that very clear. If Silas wasn't who he was as a person and saved me for myself, I wouldn't be sitting at this chair ever, and and ashes and filter wouldn't even exist. Let's make that very clear. So I don't want him to feel like he's without because of me and my choices. Because he doesn't have a fucking choice. I do. There's nobody else in this world who can take care of him except for Ashley. And so I feel like a failure. Yeah, no, you're fine. No, maybe that job wasn't for you, though. It yeah. wasn't for me. And you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta um, do stuff for yourself, too, you know? Yeah, take care of your own you, mental health. You gotta have your own life, too. Outside of work, outside of being a mother. Yeah. You gotta do things for yourself, you know. It can't just be work, 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 you know. I'm, I don't know if that's exactly. bad me saying it, but, you know, kids, work, kids, work. You gotta have a little bit of something. And yeah. Like she said, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Like, you know, things happen for a reason. I, I, you know, that might sound corny, but, you know, you know things fall into place where people are, you know, Wanting to do good and this and that. Yeah. I, I've I've gone through that. Um, yeah. You know, right now it might seem like this, you know, like everything's terrible. Like I told you earlier, when we're at the bar. I said, you know, things will fall into place. Just keep on pushing forward. They have to. They will. They always, you know, you know, do. They might not at the time you want them to, want them to, but you know, like. Just wait, like, keep pushing forward and look back and be like, you know what, you know, it wasn't as bad. You know, right now, I can imagine the shoes you're in, but maybe I feel like it is bad, but once you get through this, you're like, you know, I got through this, and that's just another notch up on your belt that, you know, another, um... Another stepping stone. Yeah. And I think... Another experience. Another test. Another test you've passed. And I think, like, you guys have heard so much about us, like... We have our special guest, which is Donald. This is our cousin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think we should give a little background. Like, Donald has had much of the same experience, if not worse, than I have. And you know me. I've told my experience. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a recovering addict of, five, of almost four years. Like, I've been clean off methamphetamine. Like, Donald has had the same, if not worse, path than I did. And he's doing phenomenal in his life. So, I just want to fucking give a round of applause. Oh, thanks. Like, there is, we've said it a million times, like, there's not people like me. And we've said it a million times in our podcast without thinking, like, there's not a lot of people like Ashley that we make it out and we do something better. Like, Donald is is the stepping stone of who Ashley was. Like, if nobody in my family would have made it, Ashley wouldn't have probably made it. You know, Donald is a few years older than me, and he made it mm. out of situations that you think you could never get away from. I never thought I would. I always thought, you know, I'm 33 now, and I, I always told myself, because, you know, my, you know, just 32 was like a lucky number. I thought I would, you know, I want to make it live to be 32. But, you know, three years I'm clean, it's just like, 
you know, like I was telling you, you just got to keep pushing forward and things will happen because, you know, three and a half years ago, I was living out of a suitcase, you know, a bag. That's yeah. all I had. And it's like, I'm not trying to brag, and I got this, I got that, but, you know, I got some expensive things now. You know, I got... I had a lot of things. Yeah. I'll brag for him. <laughs> this man three years ago was living out of a suitcase and nobody believed that he would ever get better and they wanted him to, but was there really actual belief? Probably not. It was just a hope internally. And this man owns a jet boat, like <laughs> a race boat it's... that he can take out whenever he wants. He sees his his son and yep. he fights for him consistently. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. having a mindset of saying, I am worth this. I am worth all of these things like I never thought that I could have had. And my kids, who I never thought would have wanted to see a person like me get better and like believing that consistently, 100%, I am worth everything that I think or thought I was worth and then proving it along the way and having very minimal people believe that you were worth it. There's a difference between a hope and a belief. I'm going to tell you that right now because you can have family who believe that you're worth better and there's family that hope and fight for you to be better. There's a hundred percent difference in that. Mm-hmm. And there's just someone who knows like, yeah, and it just, I, you know, it's you just got it's it's day by day. It might sound corny because that's what they preach and this and that when you're in these recovery programs, but it's just day by day. You just gotta get through that day and just reset, try to reset. And if it don't reset, just keep pushing. It will reset. And but things, I have like, a things come quick, but you know they seem like they come slow. But if you really think about it, it's you know. They come and quick. I think. So as somebody who has, I have three years in sobriety from hard drugs and you have, or I have almost four years and you have three. Almost three, yeah. So you have less, you have less years than me and you have seen more good things happen in your life. No, I wouldn't say that. You know, everyone's struggles different, you know, like there's struggles that you go through that I probably couldn't comprehend or even, or even, you know, come up on top of. Everyone's struggle is different to them, you know, internally. And I think we've actually talked about that, about, like, if people have ever dealt with the life that I have, they would never make it out. You know, like, it would crush them internally. And I feel like I've I've had a really hard life, and it's not an excuse to me, but, like, imagine being 26 years old and, like, just wanting to provide a way for your child and, like, Wanting to be happy and wanting this and wanting that and working hard for it. And then you watch it all crumble in front of you. Like, what do you do from there? Like, there's certain things that I want and I strive for and things that I will not settle for. Like, I don't want to go back to my hometown. That's not where I want to be. Like, I grew up there and there's a lot of pain in that town. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, I hear you for sure. Because that's where I really let myself go and didn't. I didn't care if I walked down the street, you know, and people see me a certain way. And, and for, for people that know me, like, you know. Um, the thing is, though, I, I don't care what those people think about me. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be there. No, I don't want to be there either. Like, if it wasn't for my son, I would be out of there. But Yeah, see, you... I don't plan on, you know... We both have kids there, though. Putting my roots there and growing a big old oak tree there. I plan on, you know, being there for my son and... Like, 
And I have a son there, too. We grew up in the same town. We have family in the same town, and Donald kind of... Like, it's good for what it is for right now. That's all I'm going to say, but I don't plan to. I plan on retiring there. No. Yeah. Like, you know. I think it's just hard, because I'm going through a time in my life where I've worked really hard the last almost four years. And I'm in the situation I don't want to be in, and it's like... I can't see the end of the rainbow, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And I think other people see it for me. And I think Ash is a perfect example of who told me immediately when I told her, I texted her and I said, I just got fired from my job or I just quit my job. And she was like, let's go out to lunch. And I told her, I said, I don't see the good in, in this right now. And she said, well, it wasn't where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. From the minute it's you not. got there, it was not where you were supposed to be. And, like, the fact that three weekends ago you were in tears over this job, like, just shows that it wasn't where you are supposed to be. Yeah. It got you here, you know, so. I can be thankful for I that. believe oh, her. Yeah. She's right. You got to look at things like that. Like, yeah. if it if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. As corny as it seems, that's the way it is. And I do believe that. And I would believe it harder if I didn't have a son to raise, you know. If I didn't have somebody that I had to provide for, I wouldn't be so worried about it. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's not just my life I'm worried about. It's someone else's. Like, if I fuck up even a millisecond of time, like, I'm ruining his life, too. And I already did that once, four years ago. I ruined two little perfect, beautiful children's lives by no, my you choices. You didn't ruin their lives. They, no. they were still so young, they don't know better, actually. Yeah. Like, you need yeah, to stop yeah. being so hard on yourself. Yeah, because I've been there. Trust me, when it, someone's hard on themselves, you know, I don't work. I think when you grow up you with a family and a father who's very hard on you, it makes you hard on yourself, yeah. you know? Like, I'm letting them down. I've already let oh, them down there. once. Yeah. I don't want to do it again. His opinion literally does not matter at all. Your father's opinion does not matter. He's not around. You should not care what he thinks. He doesn't even deserve to know your life. I know. I know he doesn't, but... I lived 16 years of my, or what, 14 years of my life based on his opinion, which always was that I was a horrible person, you know? Yeah, now you're old enough to realize that that behavior is that's his, toxic that's and his it's not... point of view. Exactly. You know, whatever, that's his point of view. If you want to think that, go ahead, because you ain't yeah. seen life through my eyes, you know what I mean? And, and not to invalidate, because I think that he had a hard life as well. But I think it's different, because I had a hard life, and my kids are having a hard life, but that they haven't even known half the life that I've known. So their life looks peachy keen to me, because I've had a fucking difficult life, but that doesn't invalidate. That's what I'm saying. My dad never said, like, I had a hard life, my daughter's having a hard life. That My hard life doesn't invalidate hers, and I have to be there. And I'm not... A point where I've had children for almost 11 years and I'm like your hard life doesn't invalidate my hard life and even though I've had it harder like yeah the shit sucks let's talk about it you know let's fucking talk about it let's talk about how you're feeling let's talk about 
the things that you think are wrong and how we can get through them as adult, as human beings, not even as adult human beings, but as human beings in general, we're validated to our feelings. And I think that's what so many of our parents have missed. It's like saying, yeah, your, your feelings are validated. They're real. They exist. You're allowed to feel this way. I don't know. It's just difficult. Yeah, so I lost my job. As far as, like, a relationship drama, I haven't had it. Because also, I've since, I mean, Tim was here. You guys heard our relationship. I he's a friend. Or, or relationship. Oh, no. <laughs> Jinx, right? We're friends. Tim and I are friends, and, like, that will always come before anything else does. Like, Tim sh- lives in Chicago, Illinois. Like, Chicago. I want him to be happy. If he yeah, meets... Did you ever see Tim on the cruise? That's where we met him. On the cruise to Mexico? Yes, on the no way. We Swear. Okay. Where was he at? Where did you guys see him? I don't think he came around the family, but he was... He, he, was, he was there that night that we were all there together. Hair, long hair, like... You guys met him on the cruise? Yes. You met him on the cruise? I met him on the cruise. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. And we just became like the best of friends. And then he flew out here a few weeks ago and hung out with us. We had a good time. We had a really good time. And he's a good person. Yeah, he is. He's super nice. And a good man. Yeah. But I feel like I want Tim to be happy. Whatever that entails. If that entails meeting another woman and being happy with her, like, great. I want, I will always support you, Tim. I know you're listening to this podcast because you do. You're a loyal listener to us every week. We love you so much. <laughs> like, I, you deserve the best woman that could ever come into your life. And, like, I'm not the best woman that could ever come into anybody's life at this point in my life. But I'm supportive period whatever that entails and i just want happiness for the people that i love so yeah you're gonna find it yeah i believe that (laughs) you're a good one (laughs) 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 we're gonna sing that to you gabby barrett one of the good ones like download the song listen to every day you're fucking worth like the best most amazing wife that could ever exist on planet earth like tim pullet is worth that um anyways what else what else happened i mean i feel like there's so much i can talk about but it's worth a whole episode so like We'll get there. Ashley's drunk, Mm -hmm. if you couldn't tell. She is. She's going to sleep so long tonight. (laughs) Yeah, it is midnight now. And it's it's light outside. It's light outside. Which I cannot wrap my head around. I know. It's so weird. I would hate going to work here. I know. (laughs) I would never want to. I know. No, man. I don't know what time it is. (laughs) Like, what time is it? I don't know. People be looking at you because you're out there working on your shit, and like it's it's twelve o'clock at night. And you're like, <laughs> the no, sun's I'm washing still my truck. Yeah. You know, I'm washing I mean, my I guess boat. it would be good because you would have more time in the day to do. So I things. think their schedule is different, right? Like, what do you mean? They might wake up earlier, super early. Yeah, start their day super early. Really early. Early. Here. That's what I was thinking. Like earlier. seven a.m. Mm-hmm. No, closes really early here. Like. I'm talking like 7 p.m. A lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. McDonald's closes at 9. Like, 
Yeah, so I feel like they start their day like four thirty, yeah. and that's like normal. Yeah. And I'm well, like, that's like eight o'clock for us, right? Because it really doesn't ever set. The sun rises at like four fifteen a.m. Yeah, and I did see a sunrise this morning. If you call it that. And literally, like if you seven, open your eyes at 3 a.m. here, it's like barely dark. Yeah, it's dusk. Yeah, yeah. you have to have them dark outlines. And then the sun rises at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. So. It's really weird. So I, th- I think they their whole schedule is completely different. And like, you know, 8 o'clock, it's like 4 o'clock to them, kind of like they're up early. And yeah. Everything, yeah. And nip it in the butt. And then. I couldn't. I would die. I guess go home and. I just don't know how it's I would do the, the 40, what is it, 40 nights? 40 days, 40 nights. Yeah, 40, 40 nights? Nah, I couldn't. Insane. 40 days of darkness. I don't think I would survive one. No, <laughs> one that's of insane. Those. Like, it's going to be weird going back home and seeing night again. Like, seeing darkness again is going to be so weird because yeah. we haven't in, what, a, a week, a full week, we have not been in the dark. No, at all. And it then screws with I'm really body. happy that we didn't come here in the no. winter where it was 40 no. days of night I, yeah. where no, the sun never came up. Is, we were just hitting the house the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's I would be I depressed. Do. That's all I do. It's like there's not a lot of work up here. It's just like you got four months to do it. Hammer it out. Yeah. yeah, just work four months straight. No days off. That'd be the only way to. I, and you still, I don't think it was a can't survive (laughs) as weird as it is right now that it's light all the time i think it would be even weirder having darkness all the time and i will tell you this we're staying in a we're staying in a place that's like a mansion like if you were in nevada or if you're in nevada or california it's like a two million dollar house well yeah because it's it's really nice and it has a great Mm -hmm. view and it's a good location do you know how much this house is here i heard Three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, and you know what? Like, that's what I was telling Brian earlier. I was like, you know, we all thought it'd be more because the location, view, this and that. Mm-hmm. But you gotta think but about it. it. It's only good. used. You know, you could only really afford. You're, so much. you're outside your house four months of the year. The other whatever it is, I ain't doing math right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not even trying. But like, you're in your house, just cozed up, like. You can't go to work. You're snowed in. Well, I literally did the Everything's math. Everything's iced up. And in like, four months of what summer is here in Alaska, she would make enough. The person that owns this house in it's four months, she would make enough to pay this house off. Yeah. With More than enough. smart. With what she charges her weeklies with this Airbnb. Yep. It would yeah. take four months yeah, of being so what was back it, to back. What was it a week here? Three thousand. Three thousand. Over That's three thousand. Like three grand. Over three Probably grand. Probably thirty-two hundred dollars. Over three grand. Yes. For and a week. Yeah. Well, not even a full week because we got here Saturday and then we're leaving on Thursday. So like she don't, she you know, summer summer she goes out to her little you know her little studio and then she has built in the garage. Yeah, the apartment in the garage and she don't work you know she don't work. Yeah. She's smart and it's like you know and I think she does it for the beauty of the land because like if I had to go do that you know. Let me, move, let me live in the house this, and then, you know, I'm moving out of my house into a studio next door. For the summer season? Yeah. To rent it out. And to rent it out. Well, I guess it's not a bad idea. It's know? not, no, but I'm just like, oh, man. Because when the winter dark season like, comes, like, you could be like, in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, like, I don't know. You'd have to live This is, what, a five-bedroom, three-bath? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's two and a half, yeah. There's oh, ten of us That's, staying here. Kind of, yeah, two and a half. Yeah. It's been a wild. I'm really glad we came. I think yeah, we were nice. very I'm just much... glad, to, you know, 
it's like there's it's a small it's a small, it's a small town. town but there's not like a crazy amount of like you know it's just you know Alaska fish that's what you do in Alaska and I don't yeah. fish but I'm yeah, just like don't. time off of work I needed it I don't care yeah, if no, you know I'm sure. in the house I go out you know fish a little bit I'm just I'm off yeah, yeah. and work drains me like you know yeah. drains me I put too much into my work like yeah. for what they you know and I get paid good but still it's like I still put in more than they asked for. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just, yeah. I'm off work. I can do this, you know, just relax. And not I think it was up. definitely much needed for me. Of just like, because, yeah. you know, if you've listened to the podcast for a long while, you've, like, my journey in the last few months since November of last year has been really, like, it's been insane. Like, you have heard me go through my mom being sick from stage four terminal lung and brain cancer to hearing her pass away and hearing how I've struggled through that and hearing me say like I hated the job I was in in California I felt secluded from my family and my friends and people who loved me and then like changing my whole life and saying I'm moving here's the job I got and being really optimistic and excited and like this is gonna go really well and I'm really confident and then just like it's crumbling beneath me of all the things I was confident about and all the trauma I've gone through in the last four months and like being confident that things could change for the better and then I'm in this position where I feel like can things go any worse than they're going right now and like being really scared I'm fearful like I'm full of fear okay, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. but everybody believes that and everybody okay. can say that but you're not me Okay, but you're I not raising a son you. by I get that. But I know you, and you need to believe in yourself a little more. You need to give yourself a little bit more credit. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, we're not you. Like I was saying yeah, earlier, everyone's struggles are different. You, you know. will be fine, actually. And you need to start believing that. Because if you have a negative mindset, you're going to get negative results. And as, corny as, that, that. as corny as that sounds, it's so true, though. Like, the things like people But that doesn't us, change... I believe I because I know I've escaped much, much worse situations exactly. than the one I'm in. Exactly. And that's relevant and it matters. But it doesn't change the fact that I'm afraid no, right now. That. No, So sure. you can say like you got this and you're going to do better. But I don't fucking see that future for myself right yeah. now. And that's valid. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. That's true, you know. But you're going to be okay. And I think it's important that you have people that believe that and tell mm. you that. Yeah. Because if, if you didn't, then you're going to be worse off than you are right now. But at the mm. same time, it just makes me feel like my peers aren't valid. No, Ashley. They're not. But you'll be okay. No, Don't you appreciate someone believing in you and thinking and... Knowing that you but I just also it. want um, someone who understands the fear that I have to go home to a three-year-old child who doesn't have anybody but me, and I have nothing to go home to right now. Nothing. I don't have a future in my eyes because there's nothing do. I can go home to. But you do, and I'm not going to sit here and I hope you don't because you do, and you'll be okay. I know you don't see it, but you will be okay. Think it's just hard like hard. like life falls imagine. apart and this is the it truth seems... of the matter like sometimes things seem great and you think things are gonna go on a really great path and then they fall apart underneath you 
You know, and like that's just how life goes. Like nothing is perfect. And for some people, life is perfect, and you watch it play in front of your eyes. But you think that some people's lives are perfect, but they go through things just like you. That's what I was talking about. Like the whole social media is put out, like everyone's life perfect. But it's like, come on, man. People aren't like you, and they won't get on a podcast and cry and be fearful of their future out, out to the public. People aren't. Not everyone is like you, Ashley. So they may seem perfect, but yeah, they have, that's they have the their whole problems too. Thing. And you, can't, yeah. you cannot compare yourself to others because it will just make you feel worse. And I just hope that there's someone out there who's listening who just feels validated as a human. Like that things are scary and there's this person who's willing to say like things are scary and I don't know where life is going. But I really fucking hope it's good yeah. because I'm tired of it falling apart in front of me. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there is. And even, that's even why if I they don't accept it or not, there's someone out there that's feeling the same as you. Yeah, and they don't realize that they think the same thing you do. You know, they think that there's no hope and that you don't. They don't see a future, and they're hard on themselves. But I'm sure in a month from now, you'll have a totally different attitude because you're gonna get through. Like this. I was telling you, like once you get through this. You're gonna look back and be like, you know, ah, like you just. But it's so much different. Like it's so much. Like I'm 26 years old. I'm not 21. I'm not 22. I don't want. Doesn't matter how old you are. I don't want to just have a job that gets me by. Like I want to be happy. I'm tired. I'm tired of working for somebody who makes me miserable and like I don't have a life and like I just want to be happy. I want to do something that I want to do forever. And I want to be able to pursue my dreams and chase my dreams People and just be that. something better. And, like, I feel like I'm just chasing one dead-end job after another, and I'm so sick of it. You'll find it, Ash. Yeah. We, like want, it, we want things, like, right now, you know. It does not work like that. Like, self-satisfaction right now, you know. And you can't base that on age because, no. you know, it's never too late. And you think that you're running out of time, but you're not. You have, you have so much life left to live, and if you don't find something that you're going to do for the rest of your life next week, that's okay. It's okay. Your job does not define you. Have, living a happy life, like with your friends and your family and your children, that's what matters. Your job does not define you. But if you don't I know, work I a job that you can't pay your bills and give your kids a happy that. life, then it kind of defines you. That's the fucked up part of it. I, I understand that completely, but... But I think it's different, because you work a job where you can pay your bills, and like, yeah, sometimes you're broke and it fucking sucks, but then Monday or Friday or Wednesday or Thursday comes and you get paid and shit is good, and it's like, I'm gonna be- get paid, and I'm then two weeks later I'm gonna wonder if I can pay my fucking rent to keep a fucking roof over my kid's head. You know, and it's like, you don't have to worry about that because you, and it's not your fault and it's my fault because I chose to have children, but it's like, I can't fail him. I don't have anywhere else to go. Like, this is it. And if I fuck this up, it's going to ruin everything for me and for him. So I have to fucking make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, everything you're feeling is good. All that, because it sounds like, you know, you know what you need to do. You know, there's the motivation. You're saying it. You've been saying it the whole time. So just keep thinking that. I have you thinking like, you know, I got a kid. I want to live a happy life. Just keep pushing forward. Forward. 
don't get us sucked into the depression and this and that. It ain't, it ain't nothing. I'm telling you. It takes you easy, too. I'm telling you. If you allow it. But it's good what you're feeling right now. That's good. It's good to feel that. It yeah. sucks to feel that, but at least you're not just, like... Because that just shows uh, you At least you're not just... Care. Yeah, you care. Like, you're not just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Just whatever. Like, oh, I lost my job. It's whatever. I don't, yeah. a, I don't care what's going to happen next. So well, I think the you're first on the right thing, track like, still. I think you're still on the right track. Even well, with the first, all these feelings, you're still. The first on the right person track. I called, I called Tim. That was the first person. I said, "Are you busy? I need to call you." He said, "Call me." And I said, "The first thing I said to him was like, I'm failing my, I'm failing Silas right now in this moment. Like I'm a failure, whether he knows it or not, or anybody else does. Like I'm failing." As a, as a parent mm-hmm. to him. And, like, that's pain. It's a bump in the road. Yeah. It's not like you're found on, like, back in addiction, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I would never. You know it could. I just never wanted to be in this situation. And I think it's hard. Because a lot of parents don't want to be in this situation. They don't want to be going through a divorce. They don't want to be going through losing a job, losing a home that they raised their kids in. Like, and then you're in it, and you're like, what do I do? You I don't know what to do. Stop thinking of that cookie-cutter TV, oh, house I raised my son. It life ain't like that, man. It ain't like this cookie-cutter shit that works. There it is. A, there's a small percent. Yeah, that, all that shit. My but, parents had it. Even my though they weren't happy. It. My parents didn't. I was house to house. My parents never owned a house. They always rented. But, you know, they went through rough times. But they try not to let us see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I didn't know, like, until, like, I matured and got older that I, there's not enough time on this shit to explain it. But it all makes sense now that I'm mature and I know what the situation was. But, like, I, you know... It's, they had their struggles, but, and you know, and I seen the struggles, but still, like, I was still happy. My family was together. We were together. We were with each other. That's all that matters. Like, mm-hmm. But I didn't even give that it. to my kids. No, no. You can't think that. You know, my oldest son, like, he barely probably knows me because of all that stuff, but he will one day, you know. I fought for this one, now I'm on the next one. Yeah. You know, I got a lawyer up for this next one, but it's like, at time, it's gonna happen in time. Yeah. You can't try to raise time. I used to always be in addiction, be like, everything's over, I wasted too much time. I always to always tell people it's too late, and they'd just be like, what's too late? I'm just like, it's just too, everything's too late, I don't have enough time. And I was always thinking, I don't have enough time to fix what I've done, this and that. And so there's still times I'm like, you know what, man, I fucked up so much. Do I don't have enough time to fix everything? But like I told you, things start falling in place, you know. And things happen for a reason. I believe that. I believe that. I believe, you know. There was a time when I was in addiction and I got caught up in law enforcement. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here today. I believe that strongly. So it was a good thing, you know. I might fall down. Every I was the lowest of the lowest on the bottom. In jail, thinking... You know, this is the best for me. You know, because if they weren't done what they did and came and got me, I would have been. And look, you know, I still, you know, now today I pass ATF background. I'm a lead blaster. I, you know, work with explosives. But I thought that 
my life is over, you know. You'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's, it's a bump on the road. And you need to have more confidence in yourself that, you know. I think I've said that a million times on the podcast. Like, everything happens for a reason. Like, nothing is over when you think mm. it is. But I think it's different to hear it from someone else who's been through a little like I've been through it bad you know but you've been through it worse than I have honestly we're like I told you everyone's you know I've but it just feels like I I literally said it I think two podcasts ago just saying like I can't fix everything I've ever fucked up I can't fix it and I want to so bad and I can't you can't but how do you you get past that you redeem yourself or there's a lot of things that you can, but there's that little bit yeah you can't because of what you know things have happened. You can't change the past, but you could get over the past and just redeem. It's just redemption for to yourself, not from what everyone else thinks. You know. Yeah, because honestly, like I've said before, like some people will never let you get make it past who you were. Like they just won't. I've, yeah, I know, and you know what? It's screw them. Fuck them, you know. I don't, you know, call. Bl- I don't know. Excuse my language, but you know, there's I a, that small bit. That's that a, don't care. <laughs> there's that small bit that that won't. But it's and I beat myself over that too. I'm just like, cause I'm always about how I appeal to other people. You know, I like to, you know, I like, you know, I like to. I don't know. Put. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Really. I don't have the words, but. I worry about what other people think, and that's one of my things that I, I know that I need to stop doing. And I've always thought of it: what other people think, what other people think, how other people see me. And it's like screw them. Who cares what other people think? How other people see you? It's, it's how you see you and how you feel about yourself. Like, you know, you don't always have to be this person that you think society accepts you as. Just be yourself, and if people don't accept you and forgive you for what you've done, then it's whatever. Keep moving on. Forget about them. Leave them. Leave them in the past. I think that's been a hard thing for me, and I think a lot of people out there like it doesn't like like I say about my daughter's dad, who I was to him. It doesn't not exist. Like, I was a hurtful person. I did hurtful things. I hurt him. I was not a good human. But at the same time, like, it's okay for me to know and believe, like, that's who Ashley was four years ago. And that's not who Ashley is right now sitting at this table. Exactly. He's not invalidated in his experience, but I've grown past that. So it's okay for him to feel that way and it's okay for me to move on from being that person like the same person can exist in two worlds that's okay it's just the people that believe him over the people that believe me and know who I am today that's the difference that's who I need in my life like that's where those things change you know Excuse me, I was emotional that whole time. But okay, it's been over an hour. 
<laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> way over now, I bet. It has. Mm. So we're going to do our song of the week. Already? Okay. I mean, I feel... Okay. It's been fun. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. Do you have a song? Yeah, what's your song of the week? What's the song you've been listening to all you week? You guys don't like my music. Remember? I'm it don't like, matter. I literally heard you bump and pull OG while you were in the shower. Well, I, I, just, I love and it don't but matter. I'm like, I like all music but country. Okay. Maybe a handful of country. Okay, but. well, what's a good song that you want, that you want to re- recommend for our listeners? That you've listened to all week. That you love. It doesn't matter what you listen to it. Just something, something that you like. <sighs> something like it doesn't matter. Like what it is? Oh, what it is? It's a song. It's Any a good, song. It's a good fucking song. Okay. It's it helped me in my addiction and after, like, and I still listen to it. Like, okay, what is it? Um, it's kind of, I don't know if it's, is it depressing? It's depressing. fine. I, I guess it's depressing. <laughs> Just choose it. Don't play it, though, because I don't want to get caught. I'm not, I'm not. Just, Just pick it. it is. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I know it is, but I just, I'm a buzz. I want to get the name exactly. Okay. <laughs> but I know, I know. I'm just, that's a little, little paranoia that still stuck with me. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I know mine in the meantime. Oh, yes, I know exactly. Okay, you say it. It's Tribal Seeds, Dark Angel. Listen to it? that. Tribal Seeds. Tribal? Tribal. Tribal? Mm-hmm. Seeds. Seeds. Oh, it's the band Tribal Seeds. Uh huh. Dark Angel. Dark Angel. That's a good one. Right Downloading there. it. Now. Okay, putting it on our song of the week playlist. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> Shit, I thought that was me for a second. I'm like, still yeah. not too. So my song of the week is Drops of Jupiter. Oh God. I train. Of course it is. It is. <laughs> No shame in that game. I'm telling you, you guys need to listen to it, though. Listen to that tribal seat, though. I will. You guys might be into that little reggae-ish stuff, but that's a good song. The words. The meaning. My song will be Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. If you don't know it, listen to TikTok. You'll find it. I'm obsessed with that song. My son's obsessed with a song off TikTok, too. Your son? Yeah, Tom. Of course. Damn. My kids are too. He's like, that's a TikTok song. I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. That's not even a TikTok. No, once you get TikTok. He like, wait, Dad, play the song again. I'm like, oh. Yay. Can I, can I tell you guys? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll look it up right now. It's a good one. Do you know how it goes? Uh, there's some words in it that he doesn't know what it means. Oh. But he says it, it's, but I'll tell you what the, the song is. I don't know. You guys tell me if it's a TikTok song. Okay. Hold on one second. One second. Okay. <laughs> it's on this I'm one. Sure it is, if it's, that's where. It's on D Shits list. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's Without You. Oh, by the Kid Leroy? Yeah, he yeah. loves that song. He <laughs> loves that song. He's like, yeah, it's TikTok. I'm like, I don't know. I just like the song. Aww. So I, I listen to that too. So I listen on Friday. That's a good song. Different music. There's a mix with Miley Cyrus. Or a remix of oh song. shoot! I have to show him that. He'll love it. Yeah, but like I was in like, you know, I was I played in the truck and he's like, that's TikTok and he's back there singing it. <laughs> he's so little, you know. Yeah. He's gonna be six, but he's back there like, you know, I don't want to sound like a fool, but yeah. <laughs> he loves that song though. That's awesome. That's a good song. I like yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's Dom's song of the week. Dom's song of the week. Without you. 
Yeah, with without Honestly, you. I think that was art, may have already been a song of like yeah. Ashley's third. So. Probably. Oh, he loves it. But I think okay. it says like ho in it, and he yeah, says he says life into a hoe yeah, but he says you hoe. can't. He says something low, l o. His mom told me like, you know that song Dom likes. I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, he, you know that part where it says ho. He says low, l o. Like, oh, he doesn't know. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah. But Pure. kids these days, oh man, it's you know, we won't we won't be able to listen to that stuff. <laughs> Fuck no. Or anything, or play like Grand Theft Auto or this one. I play Grand Theft Auto by City all the time. <laughs> yeah, but like at four or five, oh, I don't strip club. dude. He, he asked like me. Eight. He said, "Dad, can we go into the strip club?" I said, "No, you can't." He said, I, "I told him if you go in the strip club, I'll turn the turn the game off." <laughs> That's funny. So we will talk to you next week yeah. on Ashes Unfiltered. That was episode thirty-two. Very it was, emotional. It was a journey. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get into it.